Hey, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Foyer Chats. We are your hosts, Emma Jo Wasink and Kelsey Pazma. Today is kind of a special day because today is the last episode of season one of the Foyer Chats podcast. What? It's a little bittersweet for us to be taking a break from bringing you guys these weekly chats, but we are also pretty dang excited for the direction that the foyer is headed. So I guess basically what I'm saying is get pumped next season and honestly just 2022 in general is going to be straight fire from the foyer. (laughs) So we truly cannot thank you guys enough for listening in every week. For all the sweet texts and DMs of encouragement, for leaving us sweet reviews. <laughs> if you haven't done that, we would so appreciate it if you paused this episode and did that. All the things, you guys. Our foyer fam is just plain the best. So with that, today's episode is all about you guys. We asked you guys what questions you had for Kelsey and myself. Um, In today's episode, we cover what it looks like to leave your nine-to-five job, what it's like running multiple businesses, how to sell on social media without being a slimy car salesman, what are the best and worst things in entrepreneur life, and we even spilled a little tea on what's to come for Foyer next year. You guys, this episode was so much fun. We definitely need to do more of these Q&A episodes and... It just, it truly made us more excited for next year and everything that is to come. So let's get to the show. Hey, hey, friends. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Emma. And you're listening to Foyer Chats. Here in the foyer, we talk all things business, lifestyle, and everything in between. Come for the coffee shop style chats. Leave with a fire under your booty to take on all the things. All right, Emma, you ready to dive in? Heck yeah, let's go. Hey, hey, friends. We are back with a very fun new type of episode. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. We're going to do our first Q&A episode, which hopefully these will be more regular. I think they probably will be as this goes on, but um, we felt like it was it was maybe time for it. So we asked you guys on Instagram and we asked a couple of friends um, what questions you had for us, whether that be about life, business, the foyer, pretty much anything we left to open. Um, and these are some of the questions that we got back. So they're pretty much all having to do with the foyer, which is very fun because that means you guys are wanting to know more <laughs> so, or bad maybe we're doing a bad job with yeah, no, telling maybe, what maybe. we are maybe i'm kidding maybe. no i'm kidding these are good questions just to kind of see behind the scenes a little bit so yeah exactly okay so let's just dive right into the questions this first question might be my favorite one <laughs> because it's something that as an entrepreneur you go through you have to so it is how did you know it was time to quit your nine to five job? You want me to answer that first? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. I feel like we <laughs> could have a whole episode on this and we probably should. We probably should. Um, yeah. I hope we're taking good notes on when we say that because we keep saying that in episodes. No kidding. Okay. I'm going to write it thank down you. as you're talking. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, if you listen to, what was it, episode two or three? 
when it was my story, you can hear kind of more in depth on my experience with this, with going full-time with my photography business. Um, So it was a little less traditional, kind of in the heat of all the COVID craziness, but I did, before all that happened, plan to quit my nine-to-five, like April of 2020. That was the, that was the plan. So I'm going to think back to that headspace of when I was ready at that stage. Yeah, that's kind of fun because yeah, you need to talk about how that happened. <laughs> yeah, well, because that was the plan. I I was probably financially ready uh, fall of 2019, um, but as a wedding photographer, winter is very much my off season. So it's like, well, I'll just stay in my business or stay working my nine to five until wedding season kind of ramps up. So the plan was to be done in April and then COVID happened in March and it was a little hard to say no to a paycheck. So yeah. So anyway, getting in well, weddings were completely like you get, you didn't right. know what was going to happen with that too. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. That I'm sure played into it a, yeah. a lot. So this is kind of a photographer's perspective because I feel, or specifically wedding photographer, because I feel like we are very unique in how we book out for years <laughs> in the future. So it's freaking crazy. I, I mean, it's kind of, I see it almost as a blessing, especially when you're looking to go full time, if you are in weddings, because you're able to have almost a set year by, you know, winter, the winter before. So that's where I was at is I knew what, I guess I'll have to back up, but I knew how many weddings I needed to have booked to have that percentage of income for the next year. So once I hit that number, I was able to, you know, say, all right, we're, we're booked for next year. We'll be okay. We can, we can quit now. But, um, I think that's like, if we take that tactical for a minute for you, it was, it was pretty much, it was just, I need to figure out if this is going to work financially and I need to be set where I'm making Yes. This much next year. That was where your head was at. Exactly. Yep. And I had the the ability to plan that out maybe more mm-hmm. than someone who Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to say, okay, how much do I need to make? Which at first, when you're new to all this, you maybe don't know how much you have to pay in taxes as an entrepreneur. So I thought, oh, I just had to match my corporate income with how many bookings I have. Okay, book 25 weddings, done. Oh, crap. <laughs> Not to mention benefits <laughs> and insurance. Exactly, and- <laughs> exactly. So I think all the things, the real power without going like crazy in depth with it, the real power is knowing your numbers, knowing what you need to make as take-home money, knowing how much, mm-hmm. okay, if you make that much money, how much will have to go to taxes, go to paying your insurance, all the things that your corporate job is taking care of for you, and then being able to feel comfortable with that number um, and know that your business is established enough to sustain that number, not just for one busy season, but beyond. So, Yeah, you yours is much more... Um... <laughs> thought through maybe um then my which okay there I do think there are two different ways you either feel completely secure have a plan have a you know all that and some people you might need to feel that way or Mm -hmm. some people just completely take a risk (laughs) and thrive off that because there is that pressure now because yeah you can't book out I would say 
Yeah, for me, I'm definitely someone that works under pressure. Now, I probably left my nine to five um, before I should have for this reason. <laughs> um, just just for the security of it. Um, but I will say like something that I did when I did leave is I had other sources of income coming in that I knew I could ramp up if I needed to. So I did shipped grocery shopping for a while just to supplement what I wasn't making with my nine to five. Um, and I think that that made it a lot easier for me and still does. I mean, to this day, and we've, my husband left his corporate job um, in April of this year, March or April of this year. So we've been both going through this, but it's been really nice to have something like shipped. I haven't done it in a couple months now. Um, but like as a just in case safety net kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and it's cool. There's so many things you could do. What's that? There's so many things you could be doing like that nowadays. Well, you could right, And it's, it's, it used to be for me, I used to um, be a waitress. And so that used to be my like safety net, but that still, you have to be there at a certain time, certain day where something like shipped or Uber or there's there's so many different things that you can do where you don't have to commit to being there or doing a minimum or whatever it is. So that's always my advice to someone is having something else that you know you can fall back on if you need to. And even just having that set up going into it because that, you know, you might look at it kind of as a pride thing if you're like, oh crap, I'm not making, yeah. now I have to go set up a oh, whole Oh, you think job. I wanted to go do the ship No, shopping? but like no. you went into it leaving your corporate job like already doing shipped yeah and so that it was easy when you did have a hard month where you could just throw that in every once in a while it's kind of fun honestly it's weird to say (laughs) I kind of liked it um so that's one thing I would say and then the other thing that I would say that I did not do is make sure you have a solid savings account to catch yourself for I would recommend like three to six months of income in a savings account specifically so that if you things don't go as you hope they do that you have something to fall back on. Yeah. And I I think certain businesses you do need more capital up front yeah. on the business end too, not only like personally, um photography, it's really just gear. Um but so I would highly recommend if you can avoid going into debt when mm-hmm. you're starting cuz then yeah. you're just constantly digging, but you know, yeah. it really fully just depends on what your yeah. business is. So, And ultimately, too, at the end of the day, you need to be confident in what you're doing and know that it is not going to be easy all the time. There are going to be roadblocks. There's going to be times, seasons that you're going to be like, what yeah. was I thinking? It would be so much easier to have a nine to five right now. And it would. Yeah. There's plenty of times that I've thought that. And so. I think I think one other little note is have an established brand before you go full time. Don't just, like, start with an idea. I guess not established, but, like, test the market a little bit as a side hustle or or something like yeah. that. Don't – I would highly recommend right. not just, like, oh, I'm going to be a videographer tomorrow and quit my job and learn everything. There's such a period where right. you need to test the market. Make sure you even like it. It kind of goes without saying, but, like, have have somewhat of a name so that you can build your clientele. Well, and I can speak to that just from my my husband's experience, which may not really my story to tell, but 
Um, he, the reason that he decided that it was something that he could do is because he was laid off during COVID for several months and he did this side hustle during that time and realized that he could make as much as he did at his nine to five. And so, yep, we're making it work, (laughs) but that was a trial period for him. So that was kind of a, a blessing that came along with COVID for us is that he was able to see that he could make it happen. So exactly. Okay. Like we're a little all over the place there. Exactly. All right. We'll go through the next one faster. Okay. So next question we got is how do you guys manage running multiple businesses at <laughs> once? Do I feel triggered? I feel triggered. Um, Guys, we're not super great at <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning. The last couple months of episodes that we've had talk through the exact things that we've been implementing. So it's been stuff like batch working. It's been stuff like sitting down quarterly and planning things out. Um, It's been giving ourselves grace when things do not go as yeah. planned and, you know, shifting and pivoting and all that kind of stuff. Um, but ultimately, I would say that we, like Kelsey and I, for the foyer, we make sure that we have all of our to-do lists and all of our calendar stuff, everything in one spot. We use Asana for that. And that way we can both see it and both have access to it. We mm-hmm. have a shared Google Drive. We have a shared Canva folder. All these things that make it easier for us to know where we're at. And even in Asana, you can ping each other to yeah. have, we're not really good at this, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, we can ping each other to work on certain <laughs> tasks. So that's kind of what I would say. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is organization and just really keeping it as separate as you can. Um, and I think saying no is important. Like we've talked about in last episodes, knowing your bandwidth, knowing what you have going on and just don't overcommit because then you're probably going to show up weak to yeah. both of your businesses. And have someone that you're have. accountable to. Like Kelsey and I are both accountable to each other, obviously, with this business. Yeah. Um, but maybe you have someone – you should have someone in any business that you're running that you're kind of – that's keeping tabs on you a little bit or that you can be accountable to, I guess. We, we have not perfected it yet, let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, one last thing mm-hmm. is I think mm-hmm. seasons are important. Um, and making sure you're not doing two businesses that have the same busy <laughs> season or something like that. So, um, I mean, I'm such a seasonal business, but allowing that ebb and flow and knowing that there's certain times that one might be less right. than the other. And being okay with it. If you're working with someone else, it makes it a lot easier. Like, um, mm-hmm. right now we are recording this episode and we're batching it and it's not going to be out for a couple months now because we need to plan ahead for my maternity leave. So, um, it's yep. kind of cool that we get to bounce off each other and Kelsey's going to really take the reins when I'm gone. Um, and you know, when she's on vacation or when she has a lot of shoots going on, then I'm going to take most of it. So it's, yeah, makes it easy. Yeah. That's what's nice with, yeah, with for sure. having a partner and then having mm-hmm. our own yeah. solo business that I think we yep. both found. So Okay, let's go into the next one. What is your favorite and least favorite part about being a business owner? Oh man. Quick, first thing okay. goes to your head. Okay, first thing that's my favorite is just the creativity and the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is something that why I really wanted to get into entrepreneurship in the first place because I my corporate job, I saw, okay, I, this is how much yeah. more I'd make each year if I do good. And okay, the only other real option to go up is mm-hmm. to get into management. And, you know, you just saw that path. 
where yeah where now it's like the opportunities are endless I would have never thought we'd have a podcast a year ago and here we are like it that's definitely my favorite favorite thing um as a big big picture least favorite I'm definitely a visionary type Mm. person (laughs) so like the daily grunt work task things in this phase right now are you know probably my least favorite um you know I think I think that happens with a lot of stuff like I would say with my least favorite part would be the the same things the things that are just mundane tasks I do every day I think that that we should realize for both of us that our least favorite part doesn't have to be something that is always there so um, I would say my favorite part is that I get to really do like I get to plan my life and then plan my business around my life Mm -hmm. so I have a two-year-old and another one on the way and and a husband (laughs) but we you know we get to sit down and have breakfast as a family together in the morning and if Wayland has a doctor's appointment or whatever or I'm sure when he's in school it'll be different too but I have the opportunity to be able to work when it works for me so that's my favorite yeah. part for sure. That's definitely like part of my mm-hmm. why with getting into it the time yeah. that I did too before. And obviously I love I, mm-hmm. I love what I do too, but that is why I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. On a big level. Okay. Yes. Did you say your least favorite? Yeah, the same kind of or same. Did you just echo? Yeah. Okay. Stuff that okay. I should be outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a little more tactical, but how do you sell on social or pitch your services without constantly selling or like sounding like a slimy Ooh, I like this salesman. one. Um, I think that as far as like if you're if we're talking strictly on Instagram, share other things. Like don't just share your product, share your life and share other things that are actually adding value to people. It's always about serving, serving, serving and then going to sell. So give so much value to people and maybe it's that's just entertaining reels I don't even care what it is but if you want to show up and sell things to people then you need to also add value to their lives in some way so I think focusing on that selling will naturally come yeah and it's selling because people buy from you they don't just Mm -hmm. buy the product so yeah showcasing yourself exactly that and I think selling when you're like actually talking about the selling portion is selling on the experience, not just like the yeah. product, especially for me as a photographer, is selling on the full experience, not just well, like, hey, I do Yeah, this. and <laughs> I would say too, if you think you're being a slimy car salesman type seller, then you are not selling the right thing or you need to really grow your belief in whatever you're selling because I yeah. truly don't ever feel like I am being a slimy salesman when I talk about things because I so Mm -hmm. believe in my product and what it offers people that I'm doing you a favor by telling you about it and by offering this Uh option Uh to you um so I think building your belief you know what I agree and you know what I'm gonna say say? here I feel like I (laughs) what are you gonna say Kelsey (laughs) I've seen a lot of creative entrepreneurs doing so well lately of the showcasing your life and all of that I think we need to sell more I think we're yeah, cutting ourselves right. short yep. a little bit, and I think we need to do some of that direct, like, this is what my product is, this is what it can do for you, because I believe yeah. in it so much that it will 
change your life in this yep. way or add this much value to you in that way because sometimes we get lost we get lost in this vague yeah. cloud of hey i'm kelsey and yeah. i like tacos which is great <laughs> and it's part of my brand pillars right. but like hey i also shoot dang good photos and you should yep well, and I think that it's helpful too. Sometimes there's been multiple times where I will send Kelsey an, an idea that I have for like marketing. For example, if yeah. like followers that I have on Instagram, I send, if there's someone that follows me that I know that they could use my services, I will send them a DM and compliment them and try to get to know them and try <laughs> to have a relationship. And initially I felt super slimy doing that. I'm not gonna lie. But then Kelsey's like, they started following you because they're into that. Why would they be following you if they didn't need those services? Yeah, especially. Yeah, and more. for me, like, so yeah. it's photographers. I will always, I always reach out to. Well, I've had multiple times where they're like, someone even said to me that she's like, oh, I was a little bit scared to reach out to you. I'm so glad you messaged me. And nine times out of ten, truly, truly, that's not even a dramatic statistic. Like, they, they do. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. And so I just got the ball rolling quicker yeah. before they forgot about it. So, Mm -hmm. which, yeah, I mean, that also happens as you hit follow. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. Maybe someday I would do client gifting and hit follow. And then now you're like really engaging with them and it's, there's a good way to do it. And you do such a good job of it. Um, you don't, you don't want to just be like a crazy MLM person that's like, Hey, I have 100%. things. You should be on Mm -hmm. my team. It's like, Hey, I saw you followed me. I have a lot of clients that are just like you and no pressure, but I think you could really benefit from this. Can well, I show and you And usually more? when I, if it's someone that I reach out to, I genuinely want to work with them because their work is beautiful or whatever it is. And I think I have all right. these ideas. It's yeah. an ideal client. I have all these ideas of yeah. how I could help them. So yeah, that's that question. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that was a fun one. Okay. What <laughs> is your favorite? We asked this... It, if this is your first time listening, every time we have a guest on the podcast, we always ask, what is your favorite business software? So someone asked us, what is your favorite business software for the foyer? There's a couple. Love it. So yeah, because we both answered this in our first solo mm-hmm. shows, like two and three back then for our personal businesses. So for the foyer, I would say Asana is definitely one yep. of my favorites. If you haven't explored it or used it before, um, check it out. It's kind of it's hard to explain as a newbie user, but but it um, we're able to keep all of our, like, there's different cards in it. So <laughs> I'm doing, I have an excuse so bad, but basically it keeps us on track. We can create different projects in it. We can schedule out our, like, episode content in there. We can mm-hmm. assign different tasks. It makes so, us so we're like, on the same page with everything that's going on. Right. It's the hub. It literally holds everything for our I know. Like our notes and it's stuff. Like what? Our office building. Yes. Yes. Like it's our, our file. file. It's it's well, no, it's the whole office building. And there's these different there's yeah. these different rooms that are in the office building that contain the different parts of our business so that we can walk in there and check it. Oh, look at that. That was good, right? Yeah. Cause it's it's, it's a literally there's tool. a section where we have it's our Right. We have our business foundations in there. So it's like where, when we first started, we brainstormed all of our ideas and all that stuff. And then there's like a section for the podcast. So we're just able to organize it out. But we also do use Google Drive Mm -hmm. for like, this doesn't have a document creation area, but it's where we keep track of all that. And then in Google Drive, we like save 
when we're writing show notes. Or- you can import Google Drive stuff too, Asana. <laughs> and I said it incorrectly. This is not a CRM tool. I don't think it's a project management. I was on the other end when I redid my brand. Uh, my brand designer used this as a CRM. Yeah. And so she used it as a project hub because you can have guests in your projects. So yeah. Anyway, there's so many ways. So overall, Asana would be our number one tool that we use a lot. We use Google Drive and then Canva we use a ton. And we have a shared folder on Canva for all of our graphics for the podcast and for Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are the main guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next couple questions are very specific on the foyer. What made you guys decide to start the Foyer Chats podcast? <laughs> and I'm not, we're not going to go super into this. If you really want to know all the nitty gritty details, go back to episode one. We talk about this a lot. Um, but for those of you who maybe don't know, we started the foyer as just, just a place <laughs> in general back when the pandemic was, what did we start it in like March of 2020? It, we just felt like there was, we used to work at coffee shops all the time and meet up with people and be able to swap ideas and business ideas and support each other. Well, during the pandemic, obviously we were not doing that anymore. So as a solo entrepreneur, we both felt very like confined and we didn't have people to talk to. So we created this space and it started on Clubhouse. If you guys remember when that (laughs) app was hot, I don't even know if people use it anymore. Um, But we would have weekly chats on there. We, We would just invite any entrepreneurs onto it, creative entrepreneurs, and we would just chat about yeah, and we started having guests come and like teach each week. And I remember a time where we were so frustrated because we got so, like a couple pretty big names come on, and yeah. the F, like they were just gone after that and hour. Then they were gone, yeah. and I still want to listen. I like to them. tried to because it wouldn't the app wouldn't let you record. And I remember trying right. to like record on my computer while I was on my yeah. phone, and it sounded like right. crap for personal like for yeah. us. If any nothing yeah. else, so we're like yeah. So we just got sick of it. We need this. <laughs> we need. People can benefit from these conversations. We need a way to get it out there. Well, and we had several people that would normally show up in our clubhouse rooms be like, is there a way that I can listen back to this? Or if they couldn't be there for whatever reason, they wanted to listen to it and there wasn't a way. Yeah, it was so limited on time. So podcast episode. Which is funny because it was not in our plan to do a podcast at all. We really were just starting to create, try to create a community for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and then this just kind of made sense to do and it's been really fun. It did. So yes. Yeah. All right. So follow up question to that one are what are the big dreams for the foyer? Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. (laughs) We have a lot of big dreams. Um, Emma and I are big dreamers in general. And then you put us together and (laughs) it gets a little crazy. We have a lot of big God dreams. We felt a lot. Thank goodness for our husbands. (laughs) okay I will say the fun thing with this whole foyer thing Malachi normally kind of can roll his eyes a little bit at some of the things I say about my business stuff because he's like really (laughs) what but when the foyer Mm -hmm. stuff came up he's like that's a good idea I love that he's just as amped as we are and so that's been a blessing yeah that's um but anyway uh Without giving too much away, because I think some of this is going to start happening soon-ish, we Mm -hmm. both – the main dream is to create and keep building this community and 
you know, get ways for people within the community to connect to each other and establish relationships. But beyond that, we want to serve and continue to bring experts in different areas of business or health or all things that apply to a creative entrepreneur and bring those to the stage here and allow our audience to learn from them. So whether that grow, we we have plans for that to grow into different offerings and different avenues. Um, But yeah, ultimately we want it to be a hub where we not only are a resource for you entrepreneurs listening in, trying to learn more, trying to elevate your businesses, but also being a platform for those who already have quite established businesses that have resources that they want to put out yeah. in the world. Yeah, exactly. And who knows, right. maybe, yeah, different kind of products down the road, different yep. digital products. We do plans for something coming out at the beginning of the yes. year, but we are not going yes. to. So for now, it's been tuned. really fun <laughs> to just hear from you guys, hear what you've been loving, hear the topics and conversations you've been loving, and just imagine what we're doing now times like a million and that's the big yes. dream. <laughs> We're excited. We're excited. And I'm sure it'll change and ebb and flow as we go on. Cause it, right. It exactly. Cause far. in the beginning, the podcast was a big dream. We were like, okay, in a couple years, maybe we would start a podcast yeah. and then it yeah. turned into like the first thing we did. So. Yep. Whew. We will see. Those are the questions. Yeah. I, that's what you guys wanted to know. Those really that fun. Was kind of fun. We did get a few more mm-hmm. that we are going to save so we can do this again. Maybe get a little nitty yeah. grittier in like the business end of things. But I think this was really fun to yeah. kind of talk foyer stuff in our experience thus far. So, yeah. For sure. And we might make some of these questions full episodes in general where we can dive more Clearly, into it. Clearly, there's a couple we <laughs> went on and <laughs> on about. about. So, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Foyer Chats. We can't wait to bring you more experts and more conversations that are helpful for you as a busy creative entrepreneur. Um, If you liked this style episode, let us know. Give us a review or and or send us a message. Give us some feedback. We love it. And make sure to rate and subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Thanks, guys.